everybody welcome to another episode of the brown petri dish today on the podcast we had austin robinson not to be confused with austin robertson and i hope please don't mix them up when i'm putting the episode together because you guys have already heard that episode uh, um austin robinson is a newer comedian uh one of the guys in the group coming up from bunny stop uh that i really like right now He's uh, got a lot of potential. He's a big comedy nerd like Brandon and I, so we had a lot of fun talking to him. And uh, then we had on his buddy Michael Dickens afterwards, who I guess he's going to have a podcast with soon. Um, like both of these guys, and they're both in the same group, so we figured why not have them both on in the same day, get them done both at once. So that'll be out uh, next Wednesday, so look out for that. And I hope you enjoy the episode. We did. guys how you doing brandon dude it's been a good day so far started off with uh some mimosas with jimmy and kevin and uh now we're here nice mimosas. yeah i don't think i've ever actually had a mimosa in my life i i really got peer pressured into it today drinking morning yeah. drinking yeah i mean i'm starting to like that a lot <laughs> yeah um kevin morrison seems like a mimosa type he is he is <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> We have Austin. Rob, are you going by, or are you going by your full name? I went by my full name, pussy out of the name change, Austin Robinson. All right. Just sticking oh, with yeah. that now. Dude, you know what's really funny is when I text you to do the podcast, Yeah. at first I accidentally text Austin Robertson. See, this is what fucking happens all the time. This <laughs> yeah, is why I was going to change the name. Because <laughs> I, I, uh, I just talked to him on Friday because I was doing a uh, show out in Columbus. I was going to see if he was going to be out that way, but he was out of town. Um, I've been uh, tagged in three events that he was in the lineup for on Instagram. <laughs> really should have just went and be like, no, you were talking about me. It's too late. You tagged me. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to tell me. You don't know how many times <laughs> I've gotten tagged in shit that John Bruton's on. Like, it happens all the fucking time. And <laughs> well, I'm like, we are very different. Yes. <laughs> like, we are very different people. I mean, not um, like in the dark if you guys are standing next to each other. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not only am I white and he's black, but he's also like a foot taller than me <laughs> like his name is bru like i don't know like what a different name <laughs> actually know? yeah yeah seems like you gotta shorten your name job it's just br and then people just click on shit like it, <laughs> it happens all the time i've gotten tagged in shit uh that the john brown my nemesis the john brown from dallas texas oh is in um yeah there's a comedian in dallas Named John Brown, but have you um, had an exchange of words with him? Yes. He, oh, so this actually is <laughs> no. We we uh, we've talked before, and uh, and like he's been doing comedy the, for longer than me, mm-hmm. but we're in like pretty much the same position. So I feel like you'll get that number. You'll get that yeah. number. And uh, I have all of the John Brown comedy 
you lock that in immediately. Yeah, social medias. Um, I have johnbrowncomedy.com. So, like, how the fuck has nobody else been <laughs> John Brown so <laughs> <laughs> and been doing comedy yeah. to buy all these domains? I've still never made a website. I have the do- domain, but I've never made a website with it. How much? Um, uh, how much of a pretty penny is that costing to keep that? Domain? It was a dollar the first year, Ooh, and nice. then it cost me fifteen to renew it this year. That's not bad. That's yeah. where they get you is with a renewal, yeah. automatic renewal. I did not renew all the other domains I own, so fingers um, crossed. Yeah, so if uh, if the owner of uh, any comedy clubs wants their domain names, they can have them back because I, <laughs> I didn't renew uh, crackpotscomedyclub.com. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, did. I only owned it for a year. You can have it. Um, I'm not that bitter anymore. <laughs> um, no, but uh, Austin, you've been doing comedy for how long now? I think it's been like six or seven months. Okay. I remember whenever you were, uh, I, I remember whenever you were coming to the club and not doing comedy yet. Yeah, I would just come to see Zach, and, uh, you know, I really always wanted to do it, so I just wanted to see it first. It's kind of like how uh, you have to host before you serve at a restaurant. That's yeah. the way I looked at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know who would come to see Zach, but. <laughs> <Yeah. that's... laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it's. Uh, how how did you think about doing comedy before you had a friend that did comedy? Yeah, absolutely. I'd always wanted to do uh, stand up since I was like eleven years old, watching like Mitch Hedberg and um, honestly watching. It's different than stand up, but um, whose line is it anyway? Oh yeah, Drew Carey. Okay. Yeah, I loved that as a kid, and then just watching all the Comedy Central presents and stuff like Dave Chappelle's and everything like that really got me into comedy. But as soon as I saw someone from my high school was actually doing it, I was like, this motherfucker. I'm, I'm funny with this guy. It's, <laughs> it's the real like kick in the ass I needed to like. Okay, it's time to actually do that thing you've been saying that you want to do all the time. Yeah, we played a we played a game uh, from Whose Line Is It Anyways the other night. Um, uh, Jake Hine and Reno. I don't know if you saw him when he came to the funny stop. So no, he, I didn't make it for that. He's uh, he does stand up, um, incorporates some music into it, and mm-hmm. he usually does like some improv games with all the comics that have been on the show after afterwards. And uh, we did the world's worst and uh, 99, uh, whatever it was. It was uh, like you like you have the audience shouts out a random thing. Like uh, they, they said vegan. So you'd say uh, 99 vegans walk into a bar. The bartender says, we don't serve your kind around here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I, I and then you have to come up with a response for it. Right. Mine was, mine was, well, I mean, nobody really wants to. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, those things can be, those things can be fun at the end of the show for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, Brandon, did you, how was the uh, shed show last night? Dude, that was phenomenal. That's, oh, yeah. it was very odd because it, it genuinely was the shed. There were tools hanging up. This was W. Scott Wien's actual shed. Yeah. All cleaned up with a nice rug and stage in it. And maybe a dozen people ish. Nice and uh, awesome crowd. Is this the, uh, a reoccurring thing. Yeah, the shed show. The shed show. Yeah, yeah. you just have to. You just have to uh, um, contact W. Scott Wheaton if you're interested in doing it. But you just have to bring uh, two audience members. Okay. And uh, he records. What is it? Fifteen minutes. Yeah, you do fifteen minutes. Uh, the video. There's like three or four different video angles he uses, yeah. and yeah. a mic in the audience. It's really yeah. 
up there, man. For it's it's crazy to I'm like thinking of how good the video is going to turn out, but it's still going to be in a shit. So <laughs> yeah, sending this video out is going to be odd. Well, then they're uh, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be like uh, editing the video down together and making it look really good, and then he's going to put it out on a website where people can like where right. people can stream it. I'm honestly glad um, comedy's finally entered its, like, DIY era. Yeah, dude. Yep. Like, it, where this kind of stuff is actually happening. Because you feel like, you know, with bands, it happens all the time with, like, house shows and shit. But you, for a while, I've never heard of a at-home comedy show like that. But yeah. Like, it it, really I mean, awesome. I think it started the DIY part of it. Like, uh, I mean, that is, like, a ne- next level. Oh, of like, course, yeah. a shed show. Um, but I think the DIY portion of it with, like, putting shit out started with fucking... Sam Rowell, Mark Norman, and mm-hmm. just kept going from there. Now everybody's doing it. Right. Ali like, Sadiq put out a special on YouTube this year. Um, um, fucking Shane Gillis. Shane yeah, Gillis is the best probably, special of the year. Yeah, the best mm-hmm. special of the year. Um, I mean, there's all kinds Joe of them now coming up. Joe everyone, List. Yeah. There was one. There was one. I forget his name, but uh, there was a comic out of L.A., it's a regular the comedy store that put one out called Hat Trick. Oh yeah, I've heard about that special. Yeah, and he does like he does like twenty minutes in each room of mm-hmm. the comedy store, and it's it's fucking great. But yeah, it's definitely shit like that. That uh, Stavros has one that's really good. Mm-hmm. Check that out. But um, yeah, that that shit is really cool because anybody anybody can do that. I mean, it's is anybody gonna watch it? Who knows? <laughs> but like that's the real question, you know? Yeah, but like you can. Even if you don't have a following, though, I feel like you can, like, at least put one out and and get word of mouth going on it. You, you know, can like, use it for, like, yeah. merch, too. If you, if you, like, retire those jokes, uh, W. Scott gave me cards that have the QR code where you can pull up the link on your phone to yeah, buy it. next level. So, like, if I do a set of all, you know, new stuff and none of those jokes, I can sell that set at the right. current set. Right. Say, if you want 15 that you haven't heard tonight. Video. Yeah, that's true. I did it in yeah. shed. Trust me. It's, <laughs> QR yeah. code business cards. Yeah, that's basically what it is, man. That's insane. Um, yeah, it's a, it's really next level with the shed thing, man. Have it, you not seen the uh, the popple cards? Mm-mm. There's uh, I have I bought one. It's pretty cool. Um, it's uh, what is it? An NFC chip, I think it's called or whatever. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Um, so it has this NFC chip in it, and. Uh, Basically, like, it's a card that goes in your wallet, and you can pull it out, and you touch it to somebody's phone, and it pops up all of your links. Bro, I wonder how the people of those businessmen from American Psycho would feel about these business cards. Right? <laughs> They'd shit a brick. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is, if, uh, if, if, if the person, like, sometimes it won't work. And you just have to like go into their settings and turn oh, on. Well, that's kind and, of well. Yeah, <laughs> you have to tell them to go into their settings and turn on their NFC chip thing. But most people have it on and don't right. realize it. So uh, it's pretty cool though the way technology is going to make it easier for us to do shit. Absolutely. I mean, um, podcasting. I still wish. I still wish was a little easier. <laughs> what do you mean? You have anchor. Like it's yeah, dude. <laughs> anchor, anchor has gone downhill, man. And I'm and I know I just advertised for it, but that advertisement <laughs> that advertisement was recorded two years ago. So um, it's uh, it, it has, man. They've so ours is still the same. I think they like grandfather you in mm-hmm. to it or whatever. But for new anchor accounts, like I started my new podcast with Bob and Tim, right. and it. It's like impossible to get your shit on all the platforms on Anchor now. So it's like 
Oh, oh um, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about going to something else with the other podcast. It's so hard to fucking do now. It's before it was just you submitted to whatever you wanted to and it automatically did it for you. Now you have to like go to the websites and sign up for an account and like it's it's just it's a pain in the ass. Dude. Yeah, it's more of a headache. Yeah, like I I'm thinking about that one just fucking making them the YouTube thing because I don't I don't know what else to do with it. But might not be a bad idea, honestly. honestly. We're taking a break right now because Bob had a family tragedy, so it's he's uh, not feeling like doing much right now. Understandable. But but yeah man, um I had a crazy experience on Friday. So I was uh I signed up for this uh, BrewDog Comedy Festival and had very low expectations for it. Like, it was the first time they were doing it. I thought it was just going to be, like, this little brewery or whatever. And I get there, and I guess Canal Winchester, I don't know for sure, but it seems like it's, like, their corporate headquarters for BrewDog. Because I get there, and it looks like the IX Center almost. It's just this huge fucking place. God damn. Um, Your slide? Oh, dude. It, it, so you walk up. And the front of it looks like looks like the front of the IX Center, and it just has like all these like fucking paintings and shit on it and whatever. And then you walk up and walk in the front door to the left. They have a concert hall and a bar, and then they have a huge gift shop and another bar. Then they have a full restaurant and a bar in the back of the restaurant, and then they have this outside area with all these picnic tables and shit. They have a bar outside. Just about to say, I could guess a little bar being there. And then they have uh, cornhole courts where they have, like, I think, like, eight cornhole board sets. I was going to say eight bars. No. (laughs) Eight more bars. No, and then they have a fucking dog park with, with with, like, a pond and fountains and shit. And then they have a hotel. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Where... Where in the hotel rooms you have a you have a beer tap of whatever your favorite beer is from Brewdog. Oh my god! In your hotel room, yeah. What? That's the bender of a lifetime. Fucking crazy! I'm signing up for that. Yeah, and they and they pretty much packed it out. Like they had, so they had like uh, like folding chairs for the first like six or seven rows, and then they had a bunch of tables behind it. And the right side of the the right half of the audience for the folding chairs was pretty empty. The left side was packed, and then all the tables were full. Nice. So it was it was a pretty decent crowd. Um, I lost them and had to get them back, and I lost them because I was an idiot and didn't realize that a uh, crowd where half of the audience members are holding dogs in their lap <laughs> <laughs> might not love a joke about a dog getting hit by a car. So um, yeah, they stuff. They hated that joke. It was the worst, worst that my kitten joke has ever done. Like, it was fucking awful. Um, and then I started getting them back a little bit, and and uh, I had them at the end. But it was like, it was like, fuck, man, I've never had those jokes right. throw me underwater. Like, those jokes always hit. Like, I mean, it's the only... The only comfort you can find in it is knowing, like, you would have never known to pull those jokes out. Like, you would have never thought of all jokes that might be the ones I shouldn't use tonight. Those would be the ones, Yeah, because I don't even think, even though, like, you would think, like, oh, this is a dog place. Maybe you don't want to do that. But you don't think like that. Like, like, those are my my fucking, like, original closers. Right. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah, but you can love dogs and still think that joke is funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love dogs. Like, I, yeah. I, like, I fucking... Maybe if you made I it hate not having start to finish, they yeah. wouldn't mind it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so that whole, that whole festival, was that one venue? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How um, big was, like, the stage? Did they have, like, a... It was small, stage yeah. It was, a, it was a small little stage. Okay. Like, it wasn't, like, probably, like, two pallets size of a stage. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I, me and uh, Joe Briggs were the only locals that were on it uh, from the Cleveland area. I think he was on yesterday. Um, everybody else was from the, like, Columbus and Dayton area. Oh, okay. So, um, Jake Iannarino was the headliner, and he was, he's really fucking funny, dude, and great. Um, uh, the host was a really nice guy, Eddie Sherman. Um, wanted to shout him out. He's a Columbus comic. Um, he, I think, works, I don't know if he's an usher or a server or something, but I think he works at the Funny Bone. And, uh, he was just a really nice dude, and, uh... Uh, who else was there? Um, Harrison Harrison Poole's favorite comic. Um, I know. Ray Jesse, Roberts? Jesse Pepinella. Oh, I thought it was Ray was Roberts. There. <laughs> um, no, I think I think Ray Roberts is uh, is Harrison's favorite person. Ooh, it's a, there's yeah. a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then I think Jesse is his favorite comic. Ray might be both. I don't know. We'll have to ask Harrison. Get the official. It's been a minute since we've had him on. We'll have to have him. Yeah. Like, where would you rank Jesse Pepinella and Ray Roberts and Harrison? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's the first thing you say. Most people are right like, it's, it's, you know, Chappelle and then Attal. He's going to be like, it's, it's Pepinella <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Pepinella, then Ray Roberts, then... And on a good day, Chappelle, after that. <laughs> I, I don't think that would be in his top three, probably. Probably no. not. Probably not. <laughs> um... Yeah, man, it was cool. It, it sucks, though, uh, when you wake up at 5 a.m. every day for work. I've got to learn my lesson and stop, like, doing shit out of town on a Friday and then driving home. Dude, like, just get a hotel room. Like, it's it's just, yeah. like, because, dude, I was, I was struggling not to fall asleep. I never smoked cigarettes in my car, and I was, like, chain-smoking them on the way home because I had to stay awake. I was just trying to stay awake, dude. I was, like... I was fucking listening to, I usually listen to podcasts in the car. I was listening to like Nirvana and shit that I knew the words to. It's like, <laughs> you know, like it was, it was rough, man. I had a hard time. I would, I get the same thing, but a lot of times I'll bring my girlfriend with me out of town to like see whatever the hell's going on. And on the way back, she just falls asleep in the most like comfortable looking position. <laughs> so I'm just driving along thinking like, I don't want to turn the music up too loud. I don't want to keep her up. But I should probably focus on keeping myself up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Priorities. And I had and I had like probably four shots there because <laughs> because uh you got two drink tickets, so I just got a t- tall vodka soda both times. I like how you went with um hard liquor at the brewery. It's a good point. I'm not like I, I <laughs> it's the calories thing with me. Like I've, I've been trying to lose weight. I've uh, been trying to get really hardcore into it, so they probably um, took that as such a slap in the face. Though. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'll have a fucking well, soda, please. They, last I time mean, his ass. I mean, <laughs> they did actually introduce me to uh, a new vodka that I haven't had. It's like one of my favorite vodkas now. is Watershed. I thought you were about to say dog vodka. No, Tito's uh, Watershed, which I think is a Cleveland company. I'm pretty sure. Water, Watershed Distillery. I know they make like bourbon and shit that everybody likes. But, I've never um, tried any of their stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, what do you, uh, 
What do you think is your favorite part about doing comedy so far? Uh, probably just um, the self-expression and getting to act out. I've always been like a energetic, uh, wanting attention kind of person. I'm assuming we all have our in it, or there are our own ways. Can't really talk. <laughs> but yeah, no, just honestly, um, getting to go up there and be like, "Hey, I think this is funny," and I'm pretty sure you will too. Or at least. At least, even when it's not, people are like, yeah. we still enjoy the fact that you thought that was funny and wanted to share. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Just getting um, to like, express the fucked things that have happened in my yeah. life in a nice way. Dude, uh, favorite open mic. Which one's your favorite? Put me on the spot here. Um, yep. Well, I, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll stay true to Pete for right now and just say that it's funny stuff. He doesn't listen. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> At the open mic or to the podcast. Sometime, somehow he always hears what I say, though. I guy. I post one time about the burnt pickle for Zach, and all of a sudden he is up my asshole. He's a real Facebook creep, man. He knows yeah. everything that goes on. I don't know how he does it. Dude, he, he got pissed at me uh, the week the weekend I was featuring for Mary on that Friday. He like gave me an attitude when I first got there because I posted, I posted that if people couldn't make it out to the funny stop to check out uh, Bill Squire's show at Hilarities, and he got like pissed about that. And I'm like, dude, it's 45 minutes away, man. What are, you yeah. like, what are you? What are you talking about? But, but yeah, man, Pete's a good guy. Absolutely. I, I just feel like he gives us um, younger comics a lot more shit, but he wants us to also get better. But yeah, how am I going to get better if I only just do Wednesdays? And he is way easier on you guys than he was on us. Like he's softened a lot. Oh, that I appreciate. I would agree. Ask it, it was a lot harder. It felt like it was a lot harder to get into, like hosting spots and anything yeah, really for the longest time. Dude, it took me. It took me six months to get my first guest spot, and and I had to like bring a full table of people to get the guest spot. Like it wasn't like now. He just, it seems like he'll just throw up anybody who yeah. shows up for right. a guest spot and like. I don't know, and he, but it, I say softened because I see shit happen like that happened last night, where um, I was doing guest spot on the late show, and Von Wesley shows up, and Pete Pete looks at Von, he's like he's like don't even look at me, <laughs> and then and then like which means like I'm not giving you a guest spot, and then like ten minutes before the show starts, Pete goes. Vaughn, you can do three fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Damn, that like, softened up. Yeah, dude. So it's, it's like, he was never like that, man. Like, he he never gave guest spots on the early shows. He would give one guest spot on the late show. Sometimes he would give guest spots on both. Like, if he knew the mm-hmm. headliner wasn't going to do, wasn't going to do more than 45 minutes, like, he would give guest spots on both. I got a um, guest spot from Joe Mackey whenever he was here, and I had only showed up because he promised Liam ten minutes, and then I'm there, and he just points at me and says, "You do five, and Liam do five. And it's like, "Sorry, yeah. Liam, I just took five of your minutes." <laughs> rules is rules, buddy. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the uh, headliners don't like it having that many guests. Oh yeah, no, I heard that he was pretty. Um, yeah, I know Joe like Mackey that. doesn't like it. Um, <laughs> I thanked him for that, it, though. So. I him for it. Yeah, but um. It's, it is something where like he, uh, he he does it to help the young comics, um, but he's definitely gotten softer on it recently. If you look in the back by the booth, there's a sign that says uh, "No guest spots on Friday or Saturday nights," <laughs> and uh, 
I feel like you should hang that up again sometime. Like <laughs> just, to, just to scare people a little bit. Well, like, I mean, no, I think that, I think that, like, if you have, if you have a local comic headlining, like, with the headlines there every year or yeah. whatever, fine, put as many guest spots up as you want. But if you have, like, a big headliner, the people, the people are coming to see that headliner. Yeah. There should be any guest spots, maybe one on the late show. Right. Like that's, that's, that's it. Like it's, it's just like they're there to see the headliner. They're not there to see like four comments before the headliner. You know, like yeah. it's, yeah. I don't um, want too many people. And sometimes I feel like Pete could be a little more selective when it comes to certain stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, I do enjoy the fact that you can get a guest spot. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's nice yeah. that like I, you have that potential to go. And it gives people a reason to go hang out there as comics, too, is you never know. You might end up getting thrown up. Yeah, dude, I'm not going to lie. Um, last weekend, I wish there were crowds for last weekend when I was with Mike Paramore. Um, but it was nice that uh, on Saturday I got to do 15 minutes on each show hosting because no other comic showed up, but it was boring as fuck. Like, I was <laughs> literally, when Jimmy and Mike were on stage, I was just fucking sitting on my phone, like, not having shit to do because there were no other comics there to talk to or anything. God damn, man. Yeah. I'm uh, trying to come out more on the weekends for Funny Stop now that I especially live closer to it, but yeah. uh, at the same time, I always work on weekends, so I just got to make sure I can get at least Friday or Saturday off. Yeah, man. It's, uh, are you working nights? Yeah. I work at Insomnia Cookie. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. little Peebler elf. <laughs> dude, I, that place was the death of me, dude. Like, <laughs> When I lived in Highland Square, like I would, I would get high, and every fuck, I was on second shift at work, so I would come home from work, I'd get high, and I'd be like, I'm not gonna order insomnia, and then, and then like, like an hour later, it's like one o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, fuck, I really want cookies, and ice cream, right <laughs> <laughs> like. And, like, you can't just get... They have, like, a delivery minimum, so you yeah. can't just get one. You have to, like, get it to add up. Oh, so like, I would hate you if you just got one. Oh, dude. Honestly, yeah. I have yeah. people that order just three, and I'm like, really? You can't just get three more? At least get yourself a six-pack. <laughs> have, uh, have you guys tried to crumble that place? Uh, no. As a um, resident employee of Insomnia, I have to say, fuck that place. Yeah, I would assume so, man. I would no, assume I've actually never had it, though. Yeah, my girlfriend kind of just discovered it. I, I don't know if she like saw it on Instagram or whatever, but it's basically the same concept as insomnia, just not as good of hours, I guess. <laughs> I gotta say, and you're maybe gonna push back on me on this, okay. but insomnia cookies, not the best cookies. Like they're they're just. Like, they're good because they're available. I absolutely agree with you. I've had to work <laughs> in my right. room. I've made those things. Yeah, they're dude. frozen pucks. They're yeah, so yeah. You just put them on a yeah. It's the easiest job in the world. I don't know why they pay me so much. I yeah. want, like, when, when people are like, insomnia cookies, they're so good. I'm like, no, they're just there. Like, You're it's just, just high and or yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the best you have right now. That's, that's <laughs> right. what that is. Yeah. They're not anywhere near the best cookies I've ever had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that title belongs to Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, Cornerstone Market has some great fucking cookies. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I reviewed them for uh, Brian Gallagher's podcast. Really? Yeah, Rediscovering Ohio. I gotta, I gotta look at that. Yeah, he uh, he has. So Brian Gallagher has a podcast called Rediscovering Ohio. It's it's a, kind of a short podcast, but it's just like him uh, reviewing like 
things to do around Ohio. Yeah, I saw he went to the uh, the La Loma, which is my favorite restaurant. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. And he and he kind of shit on it a little bit. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. And I was We're like, well, you, I was like, well, you didn't get the right things, dude. What did he get? I don't. He uh, he got the he got the queso, I think, but he didn't get the queso with chorizo. And I'm like, that's. He that's is like, not a native. Like a clutch All right, thing. Good to know. And I told him not to get chimichangas because because he was getting it to go. And the chimichangas you have to eat at Lomas. Absolutely, like, you want a nice and crispy, crunchy. Dude, they are so good, but you have to get them there. Like, he really is rediscovering Ohio, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, do you care if I do a grocery store? Like, is that weird? And he's like, he's like, no. So I did Cornerstone Market, and he fucking. He fucking reviewed it, and I, I love the place. I go there almost every day after work. Uh, yes. Jason Alterno did Brown's training camp. Yeah. Right, and you guys are like recorded reviewing these. Yeah. So he told us to send in like a like a two to three minute, uh, like a two to three minute recommendation, and then he goes there and checks out the place. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was fun though. I cool. should just be a dick and send him to some like random sidebar in like Steubenville <laughs> or something, like really yeah. far from here. Subway on East Market. Yeah, it's the best one. <laughs> it's the best one. Mr. Hero on Market Street. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to the market next door. <laughs> the Baja Mart. Can uh, I give him like a weed dealer that stands outside of a store? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just go review his wares. The Pizza Hut dumpster. Eleven <laughs> o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> we'll get into some news, though. Uh, we have some shit about the, uh, what do we want to start with? We'll go with, uh, the college loans shit first. How about that? Uh, You're a vape. Looks like a thing of chapstick. I, or like one of those pieces of cheese that you have to take the wax off of. Yeah, like, like the baby bell things. Yeah. You look like a, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, I thought it looked like a vibrator, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> this is uh, this is from CNN. Student loan debt was a topic that people actually went to the polls for, and I think they're going to go to the polls this cycle. I'm riddled with student loan debt. I'm from uh, the uh, congressman's home state of Ohio, and your home state, a eighth of your population could actually benefit from this program. And I think people should be really careful about making fun of folks who have student loan debt. There are teachers. There are nurses. There are firefighters. There are law enforcement. They are people who are public servants that have, they're not getting their minimum wage raised because we know the Republicans don't want to do that. They're not getting better school. Uh, you're talking about pre-K. It's not like people are passing policies to actually help our education system. They are people who can't get from under it because of the way that interest is set up and that it's, it is a different type of loan because when you take out a house mortgage, you can actually sell that house and get rid of that debt. You can't get rid of student loan debt. It is with you for the but rest of the your life. The problem is this. This does absolutely nothing to address the issue of higher education being unaffordable. And the, the fact that we're saying people who are making six figures, $125,000 a year, are going to have their student debt forgiven, when the median income in this country is $67,000 a year. I am all for more programs if we want to have loan forgiveness for teachers, for nurses, AmeriCorps, the Peace Corps. Those things work to fill roles that we need to, but just to say, you have a graduate degree, but a third of this a third of this country didn't even have the opportunity to go to college, to get an associate's degree, didn't have the credit to take out a loan that they later can't pay back. It's It plays to this notion, I'm sorry, but that 
the Democrats are becoming the party of elites. And Donald Trump played to that. There's a reason working Americans turned out for Donald Trump, who I'm no fan of, but this is playing right into that. It's a new feeling for me. The third person at the table jumping on top of a dog pile. It's, uh, <laughs> Play the role of Scott Dennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> we flipped yes. this week. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think many important and smart things have been said at this table, so I'll just add a couple. I feel like we've reached the Joker phase of the Biden presidency. All we're lacking now is the face paint and a purple suit. He's riding a parade float down Pennsylvania Avenue, just tossing money out the window here, and it's totally <laughs> lawless. It's completely unconstitutional. It completely is in violation of our norm. You got a president in. With no uh, agreement from Congress spending up to a half a trillion dollars. I mean, this is a massive, massive thing, and it's unprecedented. And Biden ran as someone who was going to restore our norms and restore the balance and uh, restore our, you know, uh, 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 law, laws and, and institutions. And this is completely in opposition to all of that, all for politics. Some people have analyzed it that it's for politics for the midterm. This is primary politics. This is a guy who wants to run for reelection. And who in the polling, which group of Democrats hates him the most? The young Democrats. Well, let, and so it's, it's, it is a payoff for the 2024 primary. Me... Yeah, he's the joker. <laughs> that, throwing, money that, out, yeah. throwing out the money, throwing money out the window on Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh my God. Some men just want to watch the world learn. So yeah. if I follow that completely correctly, uh, because of student loans and student debt being so terrible, uh, Biden's the joker now? Yeah. 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 He's just missing yeah. paint and purple suits. Here's, here's the thing, man. Like, you can't, you can't bitch about him spending a half a trillion dollars on canceling student loan debt whenever your party spent $1.3 trillion for tax cuts for billionaires. Like, that's not... Like, why did you not care then? Like, yeah. you, care, you care now that it's affecting people that make under 125000 a year. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't make any sense. God damn. <laughs> I mean, it's... I don't know. Did either of you have student loans still? No. I no. went to college for a semester and then was like, hmm, no. So I, I still have, like, a 1000 or two. But I haven't paid because I just haven't touched it since that one semester, to be honest. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to school for like five semesters total, mm -hmm. and um, I paid all of it off. Nice. But uh, it's yeah, it's uh, it took me a while to pay it off, but I'm not pissed off about it. You know, like yeah. it's it's like I, I don't get pissed off whenever people that um, aren't wealthy get money from the government, <laughs> yeah. like. It pisses me off whenever billionaires get tax cuts. Like, that's what pisses me off. Like, it's because triple down economics doesn't work, and we've proven that for 30 fucking years now, but they still keep trying. I just can't see why. There's there's people that are legitimately angry about this, that this is, like, bothering them. But I'm like, why do you care? It doesn't affect it. you at all. It no, doesn't have anything to do with you. That was pretty funny that she also pointed out, like, this is this is serious. This isn't a joke. You shouldn't be making fun of people. Yeah. Man. It's like, oh, now that's off the table, too. What, is this, like, some type of, like, minority now that we're not allowed to touch? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's not even talking about, like, poor people or underprivileged people. No, just people with student debt. People who were able to even just go to schooling in the first place. If, you're, if you got a credit card debt, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. As long as you keep in that I mean, student dude, that's, loan that's, that's a thing, too. Like, if they would have like, if they would have done it with credit card debt, would people have cared as much? Like, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that they're doing, they're doing a lot of really popular shit, and, and their messaging sucks so bad that, like, they, people don't know that they're doing all this shit. Right. Like, 
it was so fun to me the other night. It's the media's fault, though. Like, Jake Tapper the other night on CNN, I was watching, and he was asking uh, one of the Biden administration people um, something along those lines. Like, basically, like, why, uh, why do you guys have so much trouble getting your message out? Is what he was asking her. And I'm like, because you... Like, what are you talking about? This is you. You are the fucking reason. Like, this is... Like, CNN is supposed to be, like, everybody... Every, all the fucking Republicans talk about CNN being super biased and shit. It's like, do you watch it? Because it's not. They talk shit about everybody. It doesn't matter who's in office. They talk negatively constantly because they know that gets them more views, more clicks. Like, that's all the media, dude. It's, it's all fucking negative. It's not like that in Britain. Like, it's not. The B- BBC's not like that. No, BBC is actually kind of tight. Yeah. Sir John Brown. Yeah, well, dude, they, they mm-hmm. like, like the COVID shit. Mm-hmm. All you ever heard was the negative shit. You mm-hmm. never heard anything about... Yeah, positive facts. Yeah. COVID. Well, I mean, there were, <laughs> yeah, though. No, no, I'm just joking. Like, there were, po- there were positive things going on. Like, we Absolutely. were having steps in the right direction... And they were just reporting on the dying every day and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it. That's all they give a fuck about. You don't, like, hear... You don't hear of anything on the local news other than people other than people being murdered and, you know, like, it's... It's nice. it. Like, what? I don't understand. And it's always white people being murdered. Like, it's never... Like, you have... Well, easy, I'm sorry, easy. To, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's what they report on. Like, you don't... Like, there's murders in fucking East Cleveland every fucking day, and they're not on the news. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's always some sob story. About, yeah. You know, how some family was left without their loved one that was Caucasian in the suburbs. Yeah, the only time... <laughs> the only time the black people are killed that it gets reported on is is when they when it's like a little girl who is like drilled in the head or something. You know what I'm saying? Christ. Like it's not like it has to be like for for them to report on black people being murdered, it has to be like super fucking egregious. Like it's it's they don't report on the regular everyday shit. So why do you report it every time a white person gets murdered? Right. Like They're it's not just, that important. Just let no. them die. <laughs> it's because they know. None of them. Because they know it's all gonna die anyway. Well, it's because they know mostly white people watch their shows and they want to strike fear in them, so they'll keep watching. (laughs) That's all it is. is. There's some weird minority Zorro just going around killing white people in the summer. That would be an awesome That is basically the Joker (laughs) on the internet. That's basically the entire premise for Fox News. Like that's (laughs) everything on Fox News is the others are coming only on Fox News they tend to focus more on on immigrants than they do than they do black people but especially in Ohio for some reason like, yeah dude that is that is so funny to me when you see campaign commercials and they're like they're flooding our borders with immigrants it's like our borders like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> what they're, they're coming, coming from Pennsylvania yeah, they're coming across <laughs> Kentucky? Like, what's... Oh, man, we can't let the Dutch in here like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Canada? Those Coventry High School kids are coming in? Oh, like, what's... Well, let's keep that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that place is fucking crazy. <laughs> Have you ever been to Coventry, Kentucky? No. It's right on the border of Cincinnati, and it's, like, it's pretty much the same place. But when you cross that river, it is a completely different world. Like, it is, like, dude... I mean, we we went for uh, 
We went for a concert, uh, Weezer and the Pixies at, Sick. at Riverbend in Cincinnati. Sick. And, and we stayed at, at the Radisson, which said the Radisson Cincinnati, but it was actually in Covington, Kentucky, right across the river. Mm-hmm. And we get there, dude, and the Radisson's usually a really nice hotel. And we get in the elevator and, uh, go up to our room and the toilet won't flush. And so I call down in the front desk. They send a guy up. He comes in. He fixes the toilet. And he's like, it should be all good. I'm glad there wasn't a big turd in there or anything. Uh, and, like, walks like out. And I'm like, that was pretty professional. You know? <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's probably man. very real. I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't check to see if the toilet worked before they used it. <laughs> now it's his well, problem. At least they had Mountain Dew on tap in every room. So. Right, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then we get in the elevator, and we're going to go up to the restaurant, because they have, like, a rooftop rotating restaurant or whatever, and we want to get something to eat before the concert, and the button won't work, and this Radisson employee gets in the elevator and goes up the floor with us, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, does the button, like, not work if the restaurant's not open, because they're not supposed to open till 5 or whatever, and he's like, huh, I don't know. And then he just gets out of the elevator and walks away. And I'm like, all right, good well, service. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about this, John. This doesn't seem that crazy to me. Like, dude, one, you just got a funny right. plumber, funny plumber, and then this one guy just doesn't know if that button works or not. The Lyft driver that took us to the concert talked about how he wished he could wreck his car so he could get a new car. <laughs> <in his insurance. laughs> okay. Wow. He's driving us. Yeah, he shouldn't share that. Yeah. <laughs> and that, my favorite my favorite part of the night was after the concert. We go out in Covington because they have this little bar district over there. And we get to the first bar and there's fucking ashtrays everywhere, but they're all clean ashtrays. So I'm like, I'm like, maybe they're for you to take outside or something. Like, what's take the fuck? Home. Yeah, so I asked somebody, I'm like, are you still allowed to smoke in bars in Kentucky? And he's like, turns around and he's like, the fuck you think all the ashtrays are for? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. All right. All right Good don't question my bad. And then we walk across the street to the next bar, and this dude, this sketchy looking dude, just keeps fucking staring at me. And I'm like, because you're the, the dumbest guy. I'm like, what the Kentucky fuck? Right? No, that is not possible. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is this dude staring at me for? And then he comes over, and I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's like, you want to buy some blow? And I'm like, no. And like, why would you pick out me? <laughs> like, what? You look like a boy. That's why I was like like up was yeah. on yeah. Do I look like a cokehead? I'm like 70 pounds overweight, dude. You look like, like you is... need to be a cokehead. Yeah. Am I on the bubble of possible buyers for you? I don't yeah. understand why you needed to. So I told him no. And, and this is where a name that I use in one of my jokes came from. I told him no. And then I go up to the bar to get a drink. And the bartender was like, did that guy just ask you to buy coke? And I was like, yeah, he did. And she goes, she looks at him and she goes, God damn it, Randy, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, I told you not to be selling that shit in here anymore. Anymore. It was that's, cool at yeah. one point. And that's why my deer's name Randy in my fucking deer job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that guy yeah. has deer energy. <laughs> fair uh, fair drug dealer uh, habits. So where are we at on time? I got to check here. Uh, 41 minutes. We'll get into... Uh, we're going to the uh, new Fox Nation app. This is so sad. Um, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a show coming on uh, Fox Nation soon. You can get a free trial. I think. Don't Please don't give them your money, but you can get a free trial. I'll try the free um, trial. This is a Tucker Carlson original called Cattle Mutilation. Mutilations. <laughs> 
We found a dead bull. Not one drop of blood. And the scavengers won't eat it and it doesn't rot. And I said, what? Over the past 40 years, more than 10,000 animals have been killed in very strange ways. The mammary glands, the udders, brain was gone. It's cored out like a just... The mystery has overwhelmed law enforcement. There's no evidence to point to one thing or another. To go replicate that and not leave evidence, I don't think that would be possible. People see helicopters, branches, think it could be bacteriological weapons testing. Lots of speculation. Aliens coming and taking our animals. It's the greatest unsolved serial crime spree in history. So we took up the case ourselves. Tucker Carlson Originals, Cattle Mutilations, streaming August 11th. So, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Do you, think, do you think the aliens are coming down and mutilating cattle? I don't think it's aliens, but <laughs> I do like how we, um, we don't have serial, kill serial killers enough, so what's the next best thing? Who's going around slaughtering these animals? He literally said this was the, this was the <laughs> yeah. highest profiles unsolved serial killer case of all time. <laughs> They're just I just running out of news, man. The I saw this, I saw this as an ad on Facebook, and the ad on Facebook... Uh, says, it says, what is the strange connection between cows and aliens? Tucker Carlson investigates exclusively on Fox Nation. I oh, so they them. firmly believe that aliens are killing these, these cattle. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah. that they were going to find the serial cow murderer. Not one consideration of the chupacabra. Like, that Travel Channel didn't call them up and say, yo, dog, we already did we, that. We found this. It's, you're late to the game on this. It's El Chupacabra. It's been a thing. That is um, insane. More quality programming you can get on Fox Nation is a uh, show called Who is Joe Rogan? Who is the man behind one of the most popular podcasts in America? Fox Nation takes a deep dive. That is a one episode, 20 minute show. <laughs> if that. <laughs> um, and uh, just blatantly, Alien Abductions with Abby Hornacek. I like how they're really leaning into this alien thing. They're really <laughs> gaining their audience. <laughs> and they're like, what can we do for a streaming app? And they're like, let's make it the fucking, the fucking tabloid of fucking streaming apps. Let's make it History Channel, <laughs> but we rock with Trump. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's just, it's crazy to me that, like, he still has news under his fucking show. Like, it's, it's right. still on there. Even though he said in court that his show is not news, it's entertainment. <laughs> like, it's... It is insane to me. It still says Fox News. Um, so Trump uh, might have won a little battle with this whole thing. Uh, with the aliens? With Mar-a-Lago. No. Uh, maybe. But I did speculate that maybe one of the documents that he took with him to show people was about proof of alien life. Like, maybe. Okay. I, mean, I could see that happening. That's where like, okay, we're going to shut this down. Any word on the dairy yeah. cows? Huh? Any word on those cows? Yeah, dude. I feel like Trump had something about the mutilations. Maybe that's what Tucker's gonna, gonna reveal, you know? He's damn... No, he's gonna back his dog up. It's the most serious <laughs> unsolved serial killer case. <laughs> he's riding. He's a ride or die. Do you, do, you, uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? Are you a Game of Thrones person? I'm not a Game of Thrones person. Are you a Game of Thrones person? All right, we'll talk, we'll talk about that on Michael's podcast. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you got time to bump. We'll get to where we at. Hold on, I got to check the time. We're at forty-five. All right, we'll get to uh, Austin's comedian, uh, Mitch Hepburn. 
probably my favorite comedian of all time as well. Um, this clip, we'll talk about it afterwards, is uh, entitled Sandwiches. This is from his album, Mitch All Together. They say the recipe for Sprite is lemon and lime, but I tried to make it at home. There's more to it than that. <laughs> Want some more homemade Sprite? Not till you figure out what the fuck else is in it. I like refried beans. That's why I want to try fried beans. Because maybe they're just as good and we're wasting time. You don't have to fry them again. I eat a lot of sandwiches. Who doesn't, man? Sandwiches are easy to eat. But I hate sandwiches at New York delis. Too much fucking meat on the sandwich. It's like a cow with a cracker on either side. What would you like, sir? A pastrami sandwich. Anything else? Yeah. A loaf of bread and some other people? I like this little guy just set up. What kind of bread? Right. No, fuck. What kind of cheese? Cottage. Get the fuck out. I'm not making a banana bread pastrami cottage cheese sandwich. That will severely ruin my reputation. I order the club sandwich all the time, and I'm not even a member, man. I don't know how I get away with it. I like my sandwich with three pieces of bread. So do I. Well, let's form a club then. <laughs> okay, but we need some more stipulations. Yes, we do. Instead of cutting the sandwich once, let's cut it again. Yes, four triangles. And we'll position them into a circle. And in the middle, we will dump chips. Or potato salad. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about frilly toothpicks? I'm formed. <laughs> well, this club is formed. Spread the word on menus nationwide. I like my sandwiches with alfalfa sprouts. Well, you're not in the fucking club. <laughs> I went to a pizzeria. I ordered a slice of pizza. The fucker gave me the smallest slice possible. If the pizza was a pie chart for what people would do if they found a million dollars, the fucker gave me the donate to charity slice. <laughs> I would like to exchange this for the keep it. Gotta have a drink here. <laughs> I love... I love how uh, Mitch Hepburn in that, he was right in that, in that uh, special, he did do like pretty much all of his tags that he had. Like, yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he ran that. I. Oh, shit. Oh, my bad. Mitch Hepburn, to me, why he's like one of my favorites is because when I went back to Texas my junior year in high school for vacation, um, one of my buddies like, brought his album, the one with, like, the stand-up bass in the background. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, we drove around smoking a blunt, listening to it, driving around my old neighborhood and shit. It was, like, one of the best times I've ever had, I ever had as a teenager. Um, what is it about Mitch that you love? Honestly, just, like, how, obviously, he, you can see, and now that I'm more experienced, how, like, nervous he is on stage and whatnot, but it feels like he honestly doesn't give a shit at the same time. Like, he's never really given a shit, and that might be the drugs and whatnot, like, yeah. now that I know and whatnot, but as as a kid watching him, it's just like, man, this guy really does not give a fuck, and he's just up there, and he's just so naturally funny. You can tell that he was just that kind of guy that's just, he's always just funny, like, all the yeah. time. Dude, if there's one, like... There's not many biopics about comedians, mm -hmm. and if there was one that I would want to see, it would be Mitch Hepburn. Like, that would be fucking awesome. 
Um, it might be coming soon. I saw that Vice is doing that, like, uh, dark side of comedy thing, if you check that out at all. Okay. I didn't see that. They, they're doing this, it's like, basically, they just tell, like, stories of comedians or comedic actors and just, like, how their career went to shit and whatnot. I just watched the Chris Farley one. It was shit. Yeah, it was pretty informational. Like, I had already basically moved, like, the complete story, because there's other documentaries about him and stuff, but... Theirs was pretty good. It's like a 45-minute like little expose. And I would be very surprised if they didn't cover Mitch, because it's like you only got yeah. a few notable stories of tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when he uh, he did the interview. I think it was in, I think it was in Penthouse, where he, like, they, for some reason, asked him if he had a choice how he'd want to die. And he said he'd become the biggest comedian on the planet and then overdose on heroin. And it's basically what happened. I right. Mean, he was, for one year, like, the yeah. most popular comedian. Like, in my senior year of high school was the year that, like, everybody found out about Mitch Hedberg. Everybody was listening to his albums. I mean, we constantly would drive around in the car listening to Mitch Hedberg smoking weed when I was in high school. Like, it was, it was Let me my date favorite you real thing quick, to do. John. Yeah. Uh, how old was that? Just as a comparison, 2004. 2004, I was five years old. Goddamn. I probably found Mitch when I was like 11, you know, like 10 or something. Definitely still a child, but uh, allowed too much access to TV. Yeah, I remember when his, uh, when that Comedy Central half hour came out. Oh, great. And um, as soon as the album came out, I went to Best Buy to buy the CD. And it came with, it came with, the DVD of the special. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking awesome. It was, I mean, that was, that was the only comedy album that I listened to, like, over and over again mm-hmm. whenever I was a kid. Like, not a kid, but a teenager. Like, that was... I think he's got the most, he's definitely the most quotable comic like, yeah. today of yeah, any right. comic of all time. Because, I mean, you can quote any joke from Mitch Hedberg and it's always going to be funny no matter what. Yeah. And yeah. not any other and, person. And even, like, that. the quickest one. Like the the yeah, one that yeah. that clip starts with, the I tried to make they they say sprites lemon lime. I tried to make it at home. There's much more to it than that. Like it's such a <laughs> it's a dumb joke, a dumb joke. Even but if it you makes heard you it a thousand times, it's always gonna be funny. That always yeah. applies to me for why I also like Mitch. Is like it's always like the dumbest shit, but it's said in such a way. It's like well, this is also very clever at yeah. the same time. Yeah, I saw a pretty popular comedian recently. I can't remember who it was. That had a joke that was about um, it was basically like the same concept as the Mitch Hedberg escalator joke. And I was, mm-hmm. like, I was like, how could they not know? Right. Very. This is the Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like his his observations were just so unique that like so on the point too. Yeah. Like who the fuck thinks whenever. Whenever somebody's banging on the wall for you to be quiet, to be like, there's no door on this side. You know, like, <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Go around. <laughs> I don't know what you got over there, but there's no door on my side. And the, the thing, and you guys probably already know this, but like, that, um, that Comedy Central Presents, it was apparently also padded with laughter, like in post. Like, yeah. they, like apparently during that recording, he actually bombed. 
Like he actually did not really have that's a good so, performance. That's so crazy. And like, the jokes are so good. No, that's the thing though. Like, like they padded it with laughter, and then it got released, and then it spread like wildfire because people were like, "This is hilarious!" Like even yeah. with the padding. How whatnot, shitty like, of a fucking audience. Yeah, man, that that would suck. Because if you watch it back and know that, like you can see that he kind of like he's like. Like, you know, he's sweating extra, which yeah. is also probably the heroin, but... Yeah, it's like that, that it's like case. that fucking, uh, they didn't, they didn't pad it either, which is fucked up, but that, that Bill Burr thing that he did on Netflix, that crowd oh, Red sucked. Rocks? Yeah, they yeah. were not feeling him at Red No, Rocks. not Red Rocks. Oh, not the, the most recent. The Bill Burr Presents at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was like, it was, uh, Michelle Wolfbaum. Mm-hmm. Like and and they didn't fucking pad the laps at all. Um, Dean Delray bombed so bad that they caught him from the fucking show. <laughs> oh my wow! God. Yeah, there were two comics. It was Dean Delray and somebody else that completely got cut from the show. God damn! Yeah, and that sucks because that was Dean Delray's like first fucking big like network thing. Imagine being like the third or fourth person up on <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, oh fuck, I'm gonna be the one to turn this around. Okay, no. somebody that somebody that I don't know if you. You met him, but uh, somebody that I've met before, uh, Chris Harvey brought Josh Adams to feature for him at Funny Stop, and uh, I was watching Hard Knocks on HBO, and uh, whenever they they had the episode where they did a joint practice with the Colts, and they were in a team meeting, and the coach was like, uh, we have a special treat for you guys today, we, we brought in a comedian, everybody welcome Josh Adams, and he comes out, I'm like, holy shit, I know that guy. <laughs> Like he just got a fucking HBO credit because the oh yeah the owner of, or the head coach of the Detroit Lions probably saw him do comedy somewhere and was like <laughs> you know like or yeah. somebody that works for the Lions saw right. him do comedy somewhere and was like let's bring this guy into the players. My biggest fear would be like bombing in front of my favorite team. <laughs> After that, I just wouldn't be able to move for him anymore. Well, dude, you know, like people don't realize how big that is for like something like that can happen just like that. Mm-hmm. Where you just fucking somebody sees you. And puts you on something like that, and all of a sudden you can you can book ten to fifteen more clubs that year. Right. You know, like it's just it's crazy how that works, man. It's just like having an HBO credit or a Netflix credit or something like that. Where I mean, it's it's doesn't happen very often, but sometimes shit like that just happens, man. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking crazy. That I don't know what that deal is with the uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Keenan Thompson shit. I was trying no, to figure that out, man. Yeah, it's something where he's like trying to pick like the best comic from each major city or something. Oh shit! Um, and uh, you like Keenan Thompson's doing this? Yeah, I assume he's hired people to do this. Yeah, <laughs> I that would be my guess. Personally, he's doing. This. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if it costs money to submit or something. I would put money on it that it does. But you have to have people. That, <laughs> but you have the thing is, it's flawed though because it's it's. It's uh, it's not like they have somebody watching all of these videos and, right. and or a panel watching these videos and picking the best comedians. It's not a voting system, so like it's gonna be whichever comedians from each city have the biggest following. Yeah, you know, like it's not. So I don't know. Like, comedy contests always suck in that regard. Yep. Like, uh, like roast battles sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I have no idea. What, <laughs> what could he ever be referring to? I have no idea what you mean. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, Austin, do you have anything coming up that we need to know about? Oh geez. Um, just every Tuesday, burnt pickle in Kent. If you're an Ohio native, um, every Wednesday at the Funny Stop. Um, me and the next guest um, that's going to be on will be having a podcast soon of our own. Working title. Don't know it yet. 
Um, what else? No, no, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for the time. Yeah. Um, Brandon, are you ready? Yeah, I just don't really have <laughs> anything going on until like late September, man. I gotta get on some stuff. I know we got the roast battle on September 23rd. Always love the roast yeah, battle. Yeah, that'll be yeah, fun. That's gonna be the first round. I think that's just gonna be five jokes a person, right? Who are you roasting? Daniel Myers. Oh, <laughs> they gave yeah. you that. They gave you the number one seed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting fresh. I mean, it's basically like I, I think. There's some wild cards in it that could challenge, but I think basically everybody's expecting it to be Brandon and Joe Graham at the end. Right. Um, I mean, rematch. That was what, that was like my favorite roast I've ever done. Yeah. This was really good. I can't wait to see what uh, Daniel's shtick is going to be against you. So excited. I thought, I'm so excited for it. I thought Gabe Gary, um, was a contender, but then he kind of disappointed me with the last one against Zach. And I told him that, yeah, um, he could against Zach Thomas. Yeah, What's the easiest motherfucker to make fun it's of. It's just Gabe? I don't How think he. I don't think he knows him very well. Like that's the that's the thing. He's, so he, he's twenty four and he dresses like he's sixteen years old still. He basically yeah, already has a, has an injunction against the man. Like, <laughs> he basically just tried to make like most of his jokes about Zach abandoning his kid. <laughs> which, so like so sorry, that's sorry. not no it's a good place to start it's but a good it, place like, to start but, like you can't do you can't do that many jokes about something that negative yeah the crowd fucking you lose the crowd talk about a like square head do something yeah like uh like some people some people have a tendency to do that like mm-hmm. harp on one subject and you kind of lose the crowd oh yeah um I I I like Watching roast more than like doing it, but so I'm not gonna lie, I really enjoyed doing the last one I did. I watched a lot of the, a lot the of stands roasts. They posted like from like four or five years ago. The stand in New York, they had like a ton yeah. of like roast battles up a little bit. I just watched those in my free time. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Honors used to send me a bunch of those here and there. Yeah, um, I have. Let's see. Oh, this Monday, I think it's at six p.m. or seven p.m. If you're interested. Me and Brian Sternick will be uh, live streaming our comedians' fantasy football draft. So uh, oh, yeah. check that out. It'll probably be pretty boring. Um, we have, I'm at the Burn Pickle this Tuesday. Ooh, Kent's. Um, and what else do I have coming up? The uh, Rose Battle, of course. Um, the Snowflake Comedy Club. Nice. On Wednesday, September 14th. Haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, and then uh, I'm doing the uh, Shed Show September 24th. That is actually not called the Shed Show. It's called W. Scott's Backyard Bonanza or some shit like that. (laughs) Oh, that's Um, different than the Shed Show. Yeah, I did it last year. It's actually outside the Shed Show. Yeah, I did it last year, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Last year it was me and... uh, I am Chad, Tanea Timmons, and uh, Brian Kenny, I think. And uh, he basically he's like 40 people in the woods behind his house. And, uh, and that's unrelated to the show. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just has 40 people back there. It's like, they're not alive. They're just back there. <laughs> no, 
No, but it was a fun time last year. I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, W. Scott is uh, not wanting me to advertise it, but I'm going to anyways. <laughs> and uh, if you want to go, I'll give you his address. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's awful. Uh, me right now, live from <laughs> uh, uh, He's awful chill about just handing that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and I have the uh, charity show at Funny Stop for the Coventry soccer team. Um, <laughs> that's on Monday. Uh, September 26th. I heard tickets are actually moving pretty well. Nice. Um, that's uh, Mike Conley headlining me, featuring Bill Stone hosting. Um, and that's about it. You can follow me at John Brown Comedy, Brandon at um, Poor Man's Petri. Yeah. Good one. You got yeah. it. I remember this. It's not everything. That's my gamer uh, tag. Me at Austin Rob Comedy on all social platforms. Soon to be Austin Robinson. Too long. <laughs> keep it Austin Rob Comedy. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, man. It was a good time. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petri. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.